It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. My name is Max Carroll. I'm joined here by my co-host, Austin Weinrich, and we are here to bring you another installment of Squaring Up the Sharp. We got some good stuff for you here today, but uh, first things first, how you doing, Austin? I'm doing good. Back from a long break. We just had uh, Valentine's Day, so uh, couldn't really get together. Had to spend some time with the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was uh Max might week. spend some time with a few ladies. I uh so this week I actually <laughs> I, my I, a few years ago, I mean you know this, I used to work at a florist. And this entire week I was just you know, uh, I was the slave of the people basically. <laughs> I was uh, you know, driving around, you know, florister and Valentine's Day is like uh, I don't even know what to compare it to. Hell it's, just, it's, yeah, it's like basically just chaos. Like it's people, you know, coming in from all over the place. You gotta everyone's losing their minds trying to trying to uh appease their significant <laughs> other. Uh but in my mind you know, and I'm sure you've heard this, but it's, why not why not Valentine's Day should be every day. Why do you have to have one day where everybody goes nuts? trying to make reservations and getting flowers and doing all that stuff. The best you know? part is that if you wait a week, the flowers are half price, basically. Everything's it's like any holiday. It's like Halloween. You get you go to the store, you get candy half off, which I love. I've got the biggest sweet tooth, you know, in the world. So after Halloween, I'm, I'm the first one in the stores getting the candy half off and all that. So why not, you know, if you're fiscally responsible, you just do that, you know? Just go to the store afterwards, get everything half off. You know, I don't know what I don't know if restaurants jack up their prices, but they're all doing you know I would assume they prefixed do. meals yeah. where you just you know pay a set price, but you got to assume they're trying to make a buck too. But uh, what did you and your girlfriend do? Uh, we didn't do much. Just hung around around the house and ordered some food. Nothing crazy. Yeah. So I mean, hey, Valentine's <laughs> Day. Uh, you know, like I said, you just celebrate it every day. Just take care of your significant other and. You know, Valentine's Day is just another day if the, in that case. But uh, I'm glad to hear you enjoyed yourself. And, uh, yeah, like you said, we had a, we had a long layoff. We, uh, you know, we had some XFL over the weekend. We, like I said, I, I was crazy busy this week, this weekend. We had some birthday. Everybody's birthday in our, in our group of friends. We got about, you know, eight or nine guys in this group of friends. Everybody's birthday is within three weeks of each other. So it's just constantly, are right, you... And everyone's turning 30, too. Exactly. Yeah, everyone's turning 30. You know, we were going out here. We're going out there. So this weekend, we had another, we celebrated another birthday. Our buddy Eric, he just turned 30. So happy birthday to him. And uh, Saturday night, you know, going out, I, I, I don't know if I even remember what happened but uh it was it was a good time so you know a lot going on this week obviously uh it's been about a week since we recorded last so uh but we've got some good stuff for you uh xfl this weekend we got some baseball news with the whole cheating scandal uh we're gonna get into all that but uh we are presented by the link here squaring up the sharp uh make sure to check out their website linksports.com that's l-y-n-q sports.com everything's free a lot of baseball stuff coming out now with the season coming up uh, so make sure to check that out and uh, some XFL stuff as well. I mean, football's king. We were talking about it earlier. Yeah, I just released an article on there talking about uh, five teams that I think are going to make some trades in day one of the NFL draft. So check that out. Hey, that's that's what it's all about now. I mean, where, when's the draft? It's uh, end of April? Yeah, usually it's the 21st to 23rd. They keep pushing it back. <laughs> so I don't even know when it is now. But we're, I mean, we're looking at about, you know, eight eight weeks or so. So that's going to start to ramp up. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to take a look at it yet, but I'm sure. You want to give any spoilers? I mean, the yeah. big one everyone knows is uh, the Dolphins are trying to move up. That's the big word around town that they want to trade up to get uh, 
Tua. Okay. Which I mean, what are they? What are they drafting at? They're number five. They're number five. Do they even need to trade up for that? Uh, yes. Really? Yes. Okay. There's some teams. The Chargers need a quarterback at six. Yeah, okay. Well, well, they. So the Lions are going to have a prime position to. Are the Lions going to take a quarterback though? I feel like they. There are rumors they might take a quarterback, but I think the amount they could get, I'm looking at. They probably acquire at least another first round pick for that. Well, what are the Lions picking? Third. So they would trade back two spots. Pick up an extra first. Probably pick up an yeah. I mean, and then they're in a position where they don't absolutely need a quarterback. I mean, Matthew Stafford, you know, he did have that back injury. He's still a young guy. Uh, if they're and they owe him a lot of money. Yeah. Too. So that's well, that's <laughs> the thing. Are you going to have him making all that mm-hmm. money and then take a first round quarterback that you're going to be paying? Uh, that's that's pretty tough, but. Hey, they could get a bunch of money, and uh, or not a bunch of money, but they can get a bunch of draft capital if they decide to trade back. And then you have the Bengals. Obviously, uh, you got to assume they're going to take Joe Burrow. And then who's uh, who's picking second? The Redskins. Right? Redskins are going chase they're going to chase them. So yeah, I guess if the you know, like you said, if the if the Dolphins want to be safe, they'll move up and to that three spot and not have to worry about anything. But they got to give up a lot. That's the thing. So, uh, and you know the Giants aren't taking the quarterback, obviously, so they don't have to worry about that. But, uh, yeah, so that's going to be coming up. And uh, check that out. Check out the uh, the article that Austin wrote for the, the draft positioning. Uh, it's always interesting to see how that shapes up because there's always one, one or two teams that surprise you and trade up. Uh, I think there were the nine trades in last year's draft. In the first round, and just in the first round. Oh, okay, so and then three happened prior, with the Amari yeah. Cooper trade. Yeah, that's true. The Odell Beckham trade. Yeah, there's, there's always stuff changing hands, and uh, uh, usually have a pretty good feel for it. I think last year when we did our little draft game, you actually ended up doing pretty well for the uh, for the picks. It's tough to predict. Uh, it's tough to predict if you get if you get eight or nine right. I mean, you're, you're having a real good, <laughs> yeah, so, good draft position. Yeah, and I think you were right up there. So. I uh, usually have a pretty good feel, but that's going to be something to look forward to in a, in a couple months. But on to some football that's happening right now, because we do have football. Yeah, and football year-round now, baby. Football year-round, and we got some uh, some XFL action over the weekend. You know, I'll be the first to say Saturday was pretty underwhelming. We saw uh, some bad quarterback play. Some bad quarterback play, and we did see, uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit, uh, you know, in-house with with the uh, the other contributors for the link, but we saw those totals drop by about a touchdown almost across the board. So, you know, Vegas kind of took note of the quarterback play and how the defense has been, you know, coming out of the gates hot. And now we're looking at some mid to low 40s for the totals, even with these potential nine-point plays. The uh, XFL prior to the season actually sent out a memo to all the head coaches saying the best point after conversion to go to four is the two-point conversion. You have the best statistical odds to get that one. We did. And all you keep seeing is teams going for one after every touchdown. Yeah. Uh, we did see, you know, some XFL history. The, the first three-point conversion in XFL history was by the uh, the LA Wildcats, and it didn't make any sense. No, <laughs> uh, that was a Sunday game, and we'll we'll talk about that. But the uh, the two games on Saturday, we had the DC Defenders hosting the New York Guardians, and this was like the, this was the game that like we were hyping up. Obviously, in New York, you know, let's go Guardians. We got Guardian juice for days, but. 
we're all on duty here. Yeah, and uh, they're playing this up like it's been a, like it's been a rivalry for twenty years now. I mean, you saw Twitter; they, the New York, the Guardians were getting off the bus, and they were like, "We own you guys." It's like they haven't even played yet, but they own them. So, uh, but uh, the defenders shut them out. I think twenty-seven nothing. I think was the final score. Yeah, and uh, they scored a touchdown with like two minutes left. <laughs> And yeah. the defenders went for three for some reason. Oh yeah, no, yeah. You texted me. You're like, I'm a defenders fan now because they don't, they don't care, you know. But uh, uh, yeah, twenty-seven nothing. The Guardians. Matt McGloin, who looked pretty good in the opener. I think he went out. eight no. for. Yeah, he had a rough day. I think it was eight for eighteen for forty-four yards or something. Yeah, and then no. proceeded to blame Kevin Gilbride, saying the game planning was horrible. Oh, there, did he say that? There are issues in the locker room. Already, <laughs> two weeks in, you gotta love it though. To an XFL season, he went eight for nineteen for forty-four yards, and then he blasted the team's coaching and execution, saying the Guardians need to change the whole entire game plan at halftime. <laughs> at wow. no point in time did I think we were in a position to be successful in that game. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad when you, Matt McGoin's calling you out. But you know, we were talking about it a little bit before we started recording here, and everything is. Uh, set up in the XFL because you only have 10 games right and the top two in each league make the playoffs you have the East and the West so when you only play 10 games you have to you, like you can't have lost weeks you can't you can't have a two or three game losing streak because that might be the reason why you're not in the playoffs at the end of the day so We've seen it a bunch of times already. Quarterbacks coming out because they're not playing well at halftime or whatever. I mean, in the Seattle Dragons and uh, Vipers game, they were just playing two quarterbacks. <laughs> the Vipers were just like alternating quarterbacks. And we actually saw that when we went to the game. Yeah, I mean, we saw Aaron Murray come out uh, a couple in the times. third quarter or something. He, yeah. He comes out because they're not moving the ball, and then they move the ball a little bit. And then he would come in in the red zone. For some and then you throw a pick. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not really sure what the. I don't know what, what Mark Trez was trying to do. Yeah, we've seen that the Vipers in two games they've scored twelve points total. So, you know that. I mean, like you said, uh, some some bad quarterback play. Uh, uh, you know that. I mean, that's kind of to be expected. Uh, and the defense is coming out of the gate hot to start off. So the first, the Saturday games were left a lot to be desired, uh, just offensively, not what you want to watch as a football fan. But um, Seattle showed up for that game. I think they announced they did, yeah. 29,172 fans for an XFL game, which is... That's not bad. That's insane. That's not bad. When we had to win to the Guardians home opener, I think they announced 17,000 something. Yeah, I think yeah, it was somewhere around there. And uh, the I know you you kind of you have the numbers there for the for yeah. ratings. The attendance dropped a little bit in week two, except for Seattle, which Seattle. <laughs> there are a bunch of crazies over there. <laughs> and then uh, the viewing numbers for television broadcasts uh, for week one, the XFL averaged three point one two million viewers across the four networks with ESPN being the lowest at 2.5 million and the Fox game was 3.39 million. And that was the game that we were at. Yes, the Guardians. The Guardians game. Uh, so so overall I'd say it's doing pretty well. I mean I think I think the Sunday games are going to be the games that 
you get the better viewership for because you know Sunday's football day. You know Saturday. You know people that are on that football schedule. Saturday is their day to go do stuff, and then Sunday they watch football. So I think that's what you're going to get uh, for the XFL. But I did see, uh, I read something that the the numbers for week one, and I mentioned I mentioned this to you, the numbers for week one were were better than the divisional round for the playoffs, average viewership, and better than the second round of the NBA playoffs. So it's not like, you know, <laughs> you know, just it just goes to show that football is a sport that everybody wants to watch, and obviously you'd like to get a better product. I think sat, uh, Sunday. The games were a lot better. You saw, I think it says here, Landry Jones, uh, who came back after not playing in week one. He throws for 300-plus yards. And uh, so, you know, that's what you want to see. You want to see offense. want to see plays. Uh, you know, and, and as we said, the, the Wildcats in this game, it was the first Sunday game. The Wildcats went for the, the first three-point play, or they converted the first three-point play. They were down 19-9 at the time. They score a touchdown for six points, so it's 19-15. And <laughs> three-point play for no reason. Yeah, they just went for three. I'm not really sure why they did that, but I guess they were thinking if we're down three and they get a regular touchdown and get the one point, we're still down by 10, so we can't do, you know. So maybe that's why. But it's fun to watch. It's like <laughs> analytics be damned yeah. for the XFL. Yeah, watch the, the <laughs> NFL is going to take this and be like, hey, uh, you know, everyone's going to start going for two now. But the yeah, the LA one actually had the worst attendance over the weekend. They only had 11,000 people. Yeah, it's just, I mean, there's too many things to do. There's too many things to do. <laughs> they right can't now. even get fans for it, the Rams games. Yeah, and the yeah Chargers exactly. Games. Yeah, they're going, <laughs> what are the Chargers? The Chargers are averaging like 11,000 fans this year. So, but uh, yeah, there's just too many things to do. You know, if it's a nice day, who's going to go see, you know, this this uh, this this team here uh, when they've got two teams in the area and. I mean, to be honest, though, if I'm Vince McMahon, I have to be pretty happy with the ticket sales so far and the yeah. TV viewership. I think, it's, I mean, especially the, the ticket sales, if you're getting close to 30000 in Seattle, uh, then you got to be pretty if, good about that. I mean, we paid 30 bucks. That was the cheapest seats. Yeah. And so they, let's say thirty bucks. You that can't complain. You got to be making some money off. Yeah, the cheapest season thirty. I mean, you. Yeah, I mean, if you saw the from the from the if you watched any of the game, basically the entire lower bowl was filled in Seattle, and uh, and when we went to the game, it was it was pretty good. Uh, as the game went on, you know, and the game, you know, it was it was a twenty point game in the fourth quarter. You know, people start leaving and stuff, so you get that, but. Uh, yeah, I think I think like you said, he's got to be pretty happy. I mean, you'll see him more in week six and seven. You'll really start to see. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Drop. Well, that's going to be the telling. That's going to be the telling. Uh, you know, middle of the season, what's going on? Obviously, you know, as you get towards the playoffs. I mean, playoffs are playoffs in any sport. You're going to get better viewership, uh, and that's those are the best. Uh, the, it's the best competition that you're going to get. Uh, so, so you expect that to be a little bit higher. Uh, the last game here, we had the Ru the Houston Roughnecks beat the the St. Louis Battlehawks, twenty eight twenty four, and uh, apparently this was a a quarterback showdown here between uh, PJ Walker and Jordan Ta Amu. I think is how you say it. <laughs> I'm not sure, but uh, you know this is what you want out of the XFL. This type of game where the quarterbacks are going at it, and 
Uh, we're on the XFL website here. And apparently there was a little bit of the comeback period action in this one. The uh, Battlehawks are down 10 in the comeback period, and they used it to their advantage, able to get within a score. And uh, But they weren't able to pull it out at the end. So we'll take a look at the standings real quick. Right now the in the XFL East, we have the uh, DC Defenders at 2-0. They're atop the uh, XFL East, uh, basically just playing defense. You know, I think that's... Uh, the second half, they pitched a shutout last in the first in week one, and then are still six quarters without giving up any points. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty good, no matter no matter what level of play you're facing. But the uh, the Battlehawks and the Guardians tied at one and one, and then the Tampa Bay Vipers who can't get out of their own way. Again, I think we mentioned it uh, last time with with Tressman, uh, the you know a lot of Chicago guys working for <laughs> working for the link down there, and they're they're, they're, they're complaining about him. <laughs> yeah, they're already uh, they're already getting on him. So, well, the best part was saw. when we were watching, there was four minutes left in the uh, Vipers versus Guardians game, week one. And he lets the clock run all the way down to the comeback period or whatever it's oh, called. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he decides to go for it on fourth down. Yeah, it made no sense. They brought out, what did they bring? They brought out, like, the punting team, and then they re- two-minute hits, and then they run them off the field. It just, like, it almost like he didn't know what he was going. And uh, I'm going to open up this drink real quick, so <laughs> excuse me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, they, they've, they have one touchdown uh, so far this year. And it looked like they were getting into a little bit of a rhythm. They've got the the, the uh, ex quarterback for Oklahoma State, Cornelius is his name, and uh, apparently he only started one year there. Apparently he had some pretty good numbers, but uh, he he was able to get him on the board at least. And then you know they weren't able to do anything after that. So uh, in the XFL West, you have the Roughnecks at two and zero. Uh, they seem to be the high, the most high-powered offense. Nine touchdowns in two games, uh, so they're they're looking pretty good. And then the the uh, Seattle Dragons and Dallas Renegades tied at one and one. The Dallas Renegades, I think, were the were the team with the highest overall. They were the favorite. I think they were seven and a half. I th- was their number. But uh, Landry Jones did not play week one. Yeah, so Landry Jones comes back, gets him a victory. That's the uh, Stoops-Jones connection. Yes, yep. And then the uh, L.A. Wildcats uh, giving up a ton of points right now, eight touchdowns against. That's uh, two more than anybody else. So, uh, you know, it's just kind of cool to see. I mean, we're looking at this. It looks like you're looking at, like, uh, NFL Blitz game or something (laughs) with these teams. But it's just fun. I mean, even their Twitter is fun. Like the NFL yeah. Twitter is so boring. It's just yeah, like they don't—they never put out anything funny. Like you're, you're, like you said, you know, you're going through and looking at some of this stuff, and they're they're hyping it up. Yeah, you know, they're hyping up the rivalries. Uh, you know, and they're John, shotgunning. Uh, oh yeah, and Natty Seltzers. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> they uh, what was that? The Defenders. <laughs> the, they're they're shotgunning uh, Bud Light seltzers in yeah. the uh, in the locker room after the victory. That's it. Imagine that's the NFL. Going. Oh my god! <laughs> the, the NFL will show they, every they beer commercial in the world. Like, <laughs> god forbid. Yeah, God, yeah, God forbid you show somebody drinking a beer in the locker room. But that's that's the type of stuff that you know. You could tell that has like Vince McMahon written all over it. Like just the entertainment value and uh, you know the celebrations and stuff like that. Uh, it's because in my opinion, I feel like the fans now are more educated about the game than ever before. Yeah. I so 
you know, I, I like how the XFL is giving you an inside look. You get to hear the refs talking to the replay announcers. Yeah. You get yeah. to watch the replay announcers play with their Xbox controller. Yeah. <laughs> even though it doesn't look like they know what they're doing still. So. Yeah, it almost looks like it's <laughs> fake. Like someone else is controlling the screen. They're just like messing with the buttons. But that was something that I was interested in seeing. I wanted to see... I want to hear know, the play calls. Yeah, we like I want... I, I, me and a couple of our buddies went out to watch the Guardians game. And I, I wanted to see the presentation on TV because we went to the game... And we got a we got an in-house experience, so we're seeing the the ref up on the big screen, and you can hear him talking. But as far as the like the the presentation package, I didn't think it was bad for television. No, it actually I thought it was pretty cool. They have the like you said, they got the coaches talking to the players, which they're allowed to do the entire time. You know, the guy, the uh, head coach for the defenders, uh, Pep Hamilton, he calls a play, and he's talking to the receiver, and he's telling the receiver. Hey, you, you better get on your horse for this play. He's like, we're coming to you. You better get on your horse. So as a fan watching it, it's like kind of cool to hear that interaction. And then on top of it, you know, week one, you know, there were a couple F-bombs that were dropped. So, Which, I mean, that's what you're yeah. going to get. You get. That's what you're going to get. He'll take the F's. Yeah. CC fine. That's that's you know that's what the uh, that's the nature of the beast when you have, <laughs> when you have these guys mic'd up for the entire game. Um, did you you were watching the Guardians games? You hear Kevin Gilbride? They were trying to talk to him, and he's like yelling at his coordinates to shut up. He can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> he's that's such the type of man. stuff you want to see. I know. And he looks he looks like he's too old to be coaching, honestly. But you know, and I was texting you while we watching, while I was watching the game. I'm like, this is typical Gilbride. Like this is this is Giants offense from. You know, I know he won two Super Bowls with them, but, you know, that's the type of stuff that drove you nuts, running a draw play on on second and 15. It's like, that's what drives you nuts. But, you know, like we said, the, the, the whole Tressman thing, you know, you try not to complain too much because they have a lot of, they have a lot to, to do with that. But, yeah, it was kind of, you know, you see the the uh, halftime announcers going into the locker room during halftime, <laughs> talking to, some, you know, talking to the, the uh, coordinators, the coaches, some of the players. It's like that's what the fan wants. Fans these days, they want to feel connected. They want to have as much insight as possible. And the NFL, if a quarterback seen ghosts, I want to hear him say yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to you don't want to hear like oh people like oh why they why they play that why they play that. The, that's what the NFL does. They're like oh we we release that who who did that? But the XFL is like no we want that. That's what the fans want. Yeah, so that's you know that's why it's exciting. And when we were at the game, I mean, people were going nuts. They were a rowdy crowd. It was a rowdy crowd. It was a rowdy crowd. And you know, which I think most XFL games will be. <laughs> well, I think you know, we as we were pulling up to the stadium, uh, what was it? What time was it? It was like ten thirty. You know, close to eleven o'clock. And the games didn't start till two. Game didn't start till two, but you know, everybody's having a good time tailgating, and. You know, I, I said it in the car when we were pulling up. I'm like, nobody's coming to the game at, at 1.30 to walk right into the stadium. The people that are at this game, they want to tailgate and have a good time. So that's why they're here. And, uh, you know, obviously there were there were some fights that broke out. You're definitely going to see a lot of stands fights. I think you saw I'm, – I'm sure you saw the video of the – it was the first streaker in XFL history. He ran out there and – uh, so that you know, just the beer snake. There was a beer snake. There was, there was a beer snake. Every you know, the, the, <laughs> hey, the, the, the cool thing is that they had value beers. 
Yeah. You know, they had value beers where it's $5 for a beer instead of $13. So you can get, you know, you're getting online for a beer. And I didn't know that at the time. You get online for a beer and then you see, hey, they have value beers for $5. Yeah, it's Bush Light. It's the bottom of the barrel for, uh, you know, Budweiser. For everything. Who cares? I mean, who cares? Yeah. At that point. I mean, you're, you're getting a $5 beer at a sporting event, which is never. When was the last time that happened? Besides the Falcons, I think the Falcons are the only stadium that has. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They have a reasonable. Yeah. So, but that, you know, that stuff never happens. So you see value beer and they're giving it out in, you know, the plastic cups. If you get a regular beer, you're getting that, you're getting the beer, <laughs> you know, you get a value beer, they're putting it in a plastic cup and you got to carry it around and, you know, but, uh, yeah, about, you know, halfway, halfway through the fourth quarter, there was a beer snake going around. So every, everybody in the lower bowl was just piling up their cups and creating this giant, you know, mountainous, uh, you know, beer snake as, as they were calling it. But. You know, that's the type of stuff you're going to get here. And it's and it's fun. It's a fun environment. So, uh, you know, that's the XFL, obviously. Uh, you know, for the most part, I mean, you can't really say that they're not off to a good start. No, got, I'm they, pretty happy with the product. They got some viewership. I mean, like we said, Saturday leaves a little bit to be desired. But Sunday, the, the, uh, the games were better, uh, a little bit more offense. So, you know, that's really what you want to see. That's what, uh, you know, we said it. Last week, the XFL, I think they're kind of focusing on offense. That's why they have the nine-point play, you know, all that stuff. No extra points, the rules that they have. It is it is pretty exciting. I'll, I'll say that. But uh, that's that's kind of the XFL for you. We're going we're gonna to do this every week now, you know, just follow it up with what we were doing kind of with football. We're going to – with the NFL, we're going to talk about this every week. Uh, but the other thing that we wanted to talk about was this whole cheating – scandal that seems to you know, it's not going to go away anytime soon but it actually seems to be gaining you know steam as we get closer to the season you i actually think it's, it's getting worse it, it, is, is, getting, it is getting worse every week there's something new now manford's gone on record saying there won't be any more punishments to the players but in the ideal world there would have been punishment to the players he uh, you know what and i've heard a lot of people talk about him and they're 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 ranking him worse than roger goodell right now which is that's tough to do. You don't agree? I feel like Roger Goodell has botched so many things. Like, yes, this is a cheating scandal, but Roger Goodell has botched every domestic violence. Yeah, no, that yeah, that's true. That's like, true. that's a real world. That, yeah, no, that's a real world thing. I mean, yeah, it's hard when you have diehard <laughs> diehard fan. It's hard to you know get that I guess line of demarcation <laughs> where reality and it's a sporting event. That doesn't matter. Like, like sports, <laughs> Obviously, sports, it matters. Sports matter. But I give a shit about it, but... <laughs> if you take sports away, life goes on. Like, there are other things that happen in life outside of sports. And uh, that's kind of what... I, I agree with you. I mean, Goodell, with the whole domestic violence thing... The Ray Rice one being handled terribly. When you're getting a worse suspension for smoking marijuana than you're getting for domestic violence, that's a problem. The whole Manfred thing, uh, I I don't know who the PR people are for the MLB, but they're doing they're a horrible, horrible job right now because they're not helping any of these situations. You know, now it says you you know, just three hours ago, CNN puts an article out about Mike Trout ripping the Astros. When well, you have Mike Trout, who's basically the, I mean, he's he's, he's the, the face, face of, of Major League Baseball. Yeah, he's coming out. Cody Bellinger just won an MVP. He's coming out, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and just rips everybody involved, says Manfred's weak, the Astros are weak, everybody's weak, you know, all this stuff. 
You have ex-pitchers filing lawsuits because they they're saying we lost careers because and you can't, you can't how can you argue against it? That's true. I mean, that's that's what you're dealing with here. And I, did you watch the or did you listen to the 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 press conference? owners press conference? Not, not not just well the owner but also the players. Did you? Listen I to didn't it? listen to the players. I listened so to I the know, owner. I, so I know you had some some insight <laughs> into. What is it? What he was talking about. The owner claimed, what was his statement? It was, oh, we didn't do anything. We apologized, but, and we did wrong, but we still, it didn't matter or something. It was something stupid like that. It was the worst apology I've ever heard. Oh, here, here it is right here. Here it is. Our, our opinion, <laughs> yeah, you want to go ahead and read this. Our opinion is that this didn't impact the game. I didn't say it didn't impact the game. <laughs> so our opinion is this, but I didn't say that that's what we were thinking. Like, that's... And that was why, a fair statement. That's I didn't why, say it impacted the game. I think, and then the reporter asked the question, how did this not impact the game? I didn't, like, say, I didn't say that. <laughs> that's why you have Trevor Bauer coming out, and he says, Jim Crane, who's the owner of the Astros is either an idiot or a liar. <laughs> and you you got to think, all right, he's he's a billionaire. Right? He, he can't be an idiot. And he hired a PR crisis PR firm. <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I mean, he's doing an awful job. Yeah, he's flashing this hardcore. Yeah. And you know, with that, Oh, he shouldn't be held responsible, he said. That was that was a big thing I was talking about before. He shouldn't be held responsible for what happens in his organization. Imagine a CEO of a company saying that And this is worse because he's the owner. Like <laughs> you are ultimately responsible for your organization and you're saying that you should not be held responsible. So maybe he is an idiot then. Yeah. Maybe he is an idiot, I don't know. But yeah, this is not a good. This is not good right now. And uh, you know, we grew up during the steroid, the whole steroid thing. You know, but to be honest, steroids just made baseball better. Well, that's the thing. I don't remember. I don't remember players coming out like this and being so upset that people were taking steroids because I think so. No, many there, people de- were, there definitely were people that were upset. There were, but to this to this no. extent, like that's that's what I mean. This is like everyone besides the Astros is upset. Yeah, everybody has a problem with this, which either tells you that uh, you know I you compare it to Star Wars because that's like the latest biggest scandal in in Major League Baseball. So. You look at it and say, all right, people weren't, people didn't do this during the steroid era to this extent. So either more people were doing it than not doing it, and that's why they didn't have a problem with it, or you can look at it conversely and say, the Astros were the Astros and the Red Sox were the only teams that were doing this. Other other teams were not doing this, and that's why players are so upset about it because they were not doing it. So that's that's kind of what I take away. I mean, I'm, we're still waiting on the Red Sox report. Nothing's been confirmed with them. Yeah. So you, you want to hold out judgment until that report comes out. But do you even trust Major League Baseball to give you the truth? No. You can't trust them. That's the thing. This is like 
they did such a bad job at covering it up. It, uh, you know, and you know, I know we talked about this a couple months ago. I think it was, you know, maybe this was just the start of it, and yeah. it's gotten so much worse. And I even said, you know, we brought up the video of Altuve hitting the home run off Chad Buster into the World Series, and him saying, "Don't, don't hit my jersey." Don't. I didn't know that he went to the tunnel before the interview, changed into a different shirt. I didn't know that yeah. at the time. So when we first talked about it, I'm like, ah, you know, I, mm. I don't. No, you don't want to. In the report says that they didn't cheat in 2019. It's like, uh, all right, with everything that has happened now, but I, and the way they're answering questions because they get asked about the questions and they're like, well, the report said that we didn't cheat in 2019. They're not saying we didn't cheat in 2019. They're just saying we trust the report. Oh, that's convenient. But I'm pretty sure I remember something. I'm not the biggest Yankees fans, but I know when the Yankees were playing them, there were issues. Boone was complaining about something. Yeah, and, well, I don't remember exactly what it was, but he was complaining about something, someone somewhere. It was either in the stands or in the outfield. We have to look into that because I, I, I remember that vaguely. So if you want to look that up, uh, maybe we can get clarification on that. But obviously, Boone wasn't around in 2017. It was Girardi. And now people are saying, all right, well, Girardi was fired after game seven. Yeah, that definitely was him. <laughs> and people are like, well, if he made it to game seven and he got fired, he was going to get fired anyway. You can't say if the Yankees went to the World Series and won the World <laughs> Series that he was going to get fired. That would have been that would have been crazy. And Altuve's home run that he hit to send him to the World Series that they're talking about, that was 2019 though, right? Off Chapman? Or was that 2017? Um... The one with the buzzer, the video. 2017, because I think they won the World Series that year. Okay, so... They didn't win it last year. No, the, but the but the home run off Chapman, though. Oh. Send them to the World Series. Probably. That, no, that, well, that had to be... Uh, I'm not sure when exactly it was. If that was 2019, it's, uh, I've been listening to this all mm -hmm. day, so uh, I, it's, just, it's just lost in my mind somewhere. But it's just... The whole thing is a mess. And... You have Dusty Baker coming out saying, you know, we got to stop this retaliation before it starts. We want to protect. So the players get immunity. Now you have the manager coming out and saying, I want punishments for mm -hmm. people that retaliate against us. It's like, how about you? How about you count your blessings? Because, first of all, you wouldn't have this job, <laughs> you know, like this guy wasn't getting hired. And uh, apparently Alex Wood, the Dodgers pitcher, said... Somebody will take it into their own hands, and they'll get suspended more games than any of those guys got for the biggest cheating scandal in 100 years. It was Game 6 of 2019. Game 6 of, uh, of the, the, uh, yeah, the, the Divisional Series. The Divisional yeah. Series, right? So it didn't, send them to, it didn't send them to the World Series. No, it was American League Championship Series. Okay. So it did send them to the World Series. Okay. So, hey, that's 2017 and 2019 that you could say the Yankees got screwed, right? Because 2017, they made it to Game 7 against the Astros. And it was it was proven that they were cheating during that time. And even Cody Bellinger comes out and says, hey, you hit, you hit a home run off of Roldis Chapman to send your team to the World Series, and you're going to tell me that you're not <laughs> cheating? Like... Like, that's that's the attitude around Major League Baseball right now. Well, it was because, for some reason, it was sitting slider. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't even know what, what the count was, but I, I, remember, I, I remember reading something that, like, the percentages of him throwing a slider in that count were so minuscule that it's like, how would you know that that's coming? 
based on the, all the numbers. So something had to be known. But, you know, when you have guys saying, you know, hey, people are going to take it into their own hands and they're going to get suspended more games than these guys got for cheating like this. It's just so it's so backwards. How do you grant these guys immunity? How do you go into the investigation and say, hey, if you come talk to us and tell us what really happened, we're going to give you immunity? Well, that was that was a Mitchell report. Was oh, it just admitted to doing steroids and no one will ever know. But then all that information leaked. Yeah, that's so the only reason you know about. <laughs> it, it's just it's crazy to me. Uh, you know, there was a report the other day that. Uh, some minor league baseball organizations in California are banning the Astros' name <laughs> because of the integrity. Oh, little of the, league, yeah, little league, league. yeah. They, I mean, uh, this is this is a big deal. <laughs> and if you listen to the press, I mean, first of all, like you said, the owner, the owner's press conference was awful. <laughs> uh, his 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 answers made no sense. And then you look at the players. The players apologized. They had prepared statements. They apologized. S- sit up there for about thirty seconds and then walk away. And then after the apology, now they're saying, well, we didn't do anything wrong. We earned this title. So (laughs) it's insane. Does anybody talk to these people and say, (laughs) don't say this because it's going to make everybody look bad. It should be whatever you think you're going to say. Just say the opposite. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. The Astros have handled this horribly. And like I said, this this report just came out with Mike Trout, uh, what he said. I'm curious to see. So let's kind of pull this up here. Make sure this video is not going to gonna hurt anything here. But they asked Mike Trout some questions. And he's obviously he's not happy with the punishment that, that, uh, that they received. And even he says, I, I lost respect for this, some of these guys. It's not good for baseball and it's sad to see. And uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred suspended, obviously we know this, suspended uh, manager A.J. Hinch and uh, general manager Jeff Jeff Lunau, who were fired right after by by the owner. Yeah, they got a year suspension. Yeah, so they're they're out for a year. Alex Cora's out. uh, Well, he was fired. He wasn't suspended. So we'll see what happens after this. Uh, thing, but you know, Carlos that, Beltran lost his job before ever starting his job. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's just this whole thing is just crazy. And Beltran worked for the Yankees, so I know mm-hmm. you know people were coming in and saying, "Hey, uh, you know, were the Yankees doing something to uh, to cheat or, or whatever?" Uh, so this is just opening up a whole thing. And uh, let's see, it says uh, while well, sign stealing was commonplace. It is illegal to use electronic devices to to do so. So I, I, you know, that's that's basic knowledge, you know. But the last thing that Trout says is you just hope Major League Baseball cleans it up. But you have a history, you know. You look at like we talked about the steroid scandal. You have a history of trying to sweep things under the rug. <laughs> you know, like you said, the Mitchell report. Hey, you tell us that you did steroids, you have immunity, you're not going to be punished, and then that gets leaked, and now, uh, you know, you have this all oh, immunity. Yeah, this guy Astros apologize again for sign stealing, but owner Jim Crane says he shouldn't be held accountable. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. This is why they make CEOs of companies sign off on uh, your financial records afterwards, so you That's are held responsible. responsible. Yeah, and that was the whole big Enron scandal. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, a lot of this stuff. There's just going to be more stuff that's going to come out because players are going to, you know, players that are away from the team, but. The thing is, how did you expect to keep this silent? Like, the amount of turnover in the major leagues, 
Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's how it all started. Yeah, basically, Mike and Fryers. You have Chris. Sale. He did a great service for. Yeah. <laughs> now you have Chris Sale, who uh, he comes out and he says, "I was standing out there on the mound, like, how the hell are they doing this?" <laughs> You know, looking back at the uh, ALDS in 2017, but you know this stuff's going to keep coming out, and every major league player will have to answer a question about the Astros this season. the The questions for the Astros are not going to stop. So now, you know, and you know, we'll talk about a let's let's look at some of the futures here because uh, I, I know they're actually they might put out odds for which Astros player is going to get hit the most. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, hey, <laughs> if I had to, if I had to guess, I'd say Altuve. I'd say Altuve or Carrera. I think Carrera. Carrera. He's been pretty outspoken when they, about it. When they first did the press conference, I thought Carrera came off the best. He sounded the most sincere and the most apologetic. But now he's gone on the offensive. And now he, yeah, now he's <laughs> going the other way. So I think people are, Altuve just seems like an arrogant, you know, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> sob, and. Uh, but hey, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's going to be one of those two guys. But yeah, I mean, some of the some of the over unders that we're going to talk about. If you look at the Astros, some people think that they're going to use this as a rallying cry, and that's what makes it so crazy to me. It's like they cheated, and somehow they're going to use this as as motivation to, to prove everybody wrong. But they're not proving anybody wrong because you know they're not an underdog this year. They're tied with the Yankees for the best. World Series odds. I mean, best AL, the best AL pennant odds at plus 240. To be honest, this season is going to uh, put to the test. Our managers actually important in the uh, <laughs> baseball? Yeah, yeah I guess. I mean, do the Mets currently have a manager? They do. They, oh, yes, they hired... Uh, uh, I forgot his name. But actually, Luis, people were happy. Luis Roja? Luis Roja, no. Uh, let me just look it up so we get the, the Red Sox haven't hired anyone yet. Uh, Luis, yeah, Luis Rojas, yeah, Luis Rojas. So, and he's kind of the ilk where he doesn't say anything. He talks, he talks, but he doesn't say anything. And uh, you know, speaking of the Mets, it just popped. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I meant to bring this up, but you know, they didn't sign Zach Wheeler. He goes to the Phillies. Phillies. And he comes out and says, yeah, the Mets didn't come back with an offer. That's just what they do. They're basically saying they're cheap. And then you have Brody Van Wagenen come back and say, well, good for him. He had two good halves and he got paid a bunch of money. You know, I don't know how you feel about it. I don't have a problem with him saying that as a general manager. I've heard a lot of, of the opposite saying, hey, he needs to have thicker skin. Why is he, you know, participating in this banter? It's like, I, what do I care? I want a, I want a guy who's going to. As know, a fan, you want that, but maybe not as a player who might sign there. Well, that's true. That's true. And I, I'm not getting signed by the Mets. I don't care. But I, yeah, I could see that. You know, you don't want, you know, players feeling like they're. Especially since he has nothing shot. to do with baseball. He's literally an agent that got hired as a general manager. Yeah. And he's had some issues. I mean, I'll be the first to say I mean, some of the moves that he made did not pan out last year. Yeah. That Cano. Edwin <laughs> Diaz trade, which at the time. I was okay with that because Edwin Diaz. I mean, you know, you're you're familiar with Edwin Diaz. He's no, coming off like a historic year, and I told you be wary of him because the prior year he lost his closing job before he had that. Oh, great season. Before, yeah. Okay. 
I mean, you always worry about people coming here and not being able to handle the spotlight. That's New York. You have reporters at your locker every five seconds after the game. And, you know, and uh, I mean, we'll talk about it, but uh, you brought it up beforehand. Now, Cespedes is a, you know, as a Mets fan, I got to get this stuff off my chest because now you have Cespedes saying he's not going to talk to the media all year. It's after like, he, he disappeared because he was supposedly attacked by a wild boar on his horse. Yeah, some crazy <laughs> stuff that only happens to the Mets. I mean, and that's why it's just like, you look, you read this stuff and you're like, this is what we get. This is the start that we're getting off to. You already have the star who's coming back, who's who looks like he's in good shape, ready to go. And he's already saying, oh, I'm not going to talk to the media. Like, this is what you have to deal with as a Mets fan. I mean, they have the over-under on the Mets as 86.5 wins. I thought that was high. I think that's pretty high. I thought that was high. They have the talent. I mean, you look at their lineup, right? You look at their lineup, you're looking at Jeff McNeil, uh, Robinson Cano, who who did did come on late late and look good. But um, he was hurt a lot last year. He was. So you have to worry about that. But you P. Alonzo, uh, Cespedes, Conforto, that, the lineup is nice. Mm-hmm. And the pitching. DeGrom going for a third Cy Young in a row. And he can do it. But, I mean, there were already rumors about they were going to trade Syndergaard. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they're not going to trade Syndergaard. They're going to keep Syndergaard. But... The Mets have the makings. Just get out of your own way. Don't <laughs> stop screwing it up. You know, that's that's the thing. You have all these guys, the injury bug, I don't know. Ray Ramirez is gone. He's <laughs> he's a long time he was the long time uh you know, whatever, the whatever you want to call him, the team doctor, whatever. Isn't it sad that when you know you're the yeah, exactly. The trainer. Yeah, and, they, and even on Twitter, when they first got rid of him, they had like a Ray Ramirez tracker. They were trying to figure out like where he was so they could find out what was going on with that team. And we talked about this, you know, a couple of years ago, but, you know, that's the type of stuff you're dealing with with this team. And it's just, it's so hard to, it's so hard to, to get over sometimes. So I, I just have to get that off my chest. I This weekend, I you know, we were out for, for our buddy's birthday, like we said, and uh, a friend of ours was there, and he's a big Mets fan, too. And we were just like, we were almost in tears talking about this. You know, we're talking about this team and what's going on. And you just can't make it up sometimes. So I digress, though. I digress. Let's let's talk about some of these over-unders. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the Mets there at 86 and a half. The high one seems to be the Yankees 101 and a half. It's tough. It's tough. 100 games in Major League Baseball is tough. I mean, I mean they, but you have the Orioles. What did they win last year? I think they won like 104 or something like that. Like it was something. They definitely won 100 games, I think. But uh, they won 103 last okay, season. Okay, 103. So, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Everything. The Orioles are just as bad. I would say Boston's down to the Boston's year. down. Yeah. I mean, what's their what's their over under here? We're looking at. Uh, oh, these are World Series odds. I have Boston's over under as eighty four. I I can see them going under eighty four and a half actually. Uh, with all the stuff that's going on now, they have a, they you know they, they even have a, they don't have a manager yet. So, so that, I mean that's to, to your point. I mean how important is the manager in, in Major League Baseball? You know because it's spring training has started and they don't have a manager. Obviously, it's not a priority. <laughs> it's like you better you got to get a manager in there, but. Uh, let's, let's I mean, they have the Blue Jays at 75 and a half win total. 
Uh, let's, let's see here. Uh, some of the division winners. We can go over some of this. But yeah, we'll give our picks next week. I think that I want to see some. I want to see some players report first before you know everyone report. Yeah. I think Houston. They were at ninety four and a half. I think is their over under. Uh, I actually think they lowered it. Ninety three and a half. Okay, so I mean, hey, that might that might be. They're still they're good. To, they lost Garrett Cole to the Yankees, uh, and uh, the Yank and like like I said earlier, the Yankees and the Astros, I, I believe, are tied for the uh, ALCS champion. Uh, they're plus plus two forty for those, and then you have uh, where's I thought Minnesota would be at. Minnesota's plus a thousand. You have Tampa Bay. Cleveland and Boston, all ahead of Minnesota. Um, but I mean, if the if you assume the Yankees are making the playoffs, you have to assume Minnesota is not going to win the ALCS because the Yankees just own the Twins, own them in the playoffs. So you know that's you have to take that into account. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going to dive a little bit into this for next time and kind of give you our takes because the season's still you know you got to get a little bit more information about who's healthy, who's reporting. Uh, you know, as far as me being a Mets fan, uh, they said Cespedes, I swear, a couple weeks ago, they said Cespedes is going to be good to go, and now they're saying there's no timetable? Like, what happened? Well, that was uh, Mitch Hanager for the Mariners was supposed to be ready to go. They were like, okay, we're going to sit him down for two weeks. He just needs to slow down his rehab a little bit. And now he had core surgery. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's so serious. Yeah. He's probably out for <laughs> half the season at least. Yeah, he'll be out for a couple months. Oh, he had a ruptured testicle. Really? Yeah, he got hit in the nuts with a pitch, and it ruptured oh. a testicle, and it's led to a whole series of injuries. <laughs> How does that happen? I don't know. I mean, uh, during turn, his, during I, his rehab, I, like, he rehabbed too hard. and uh, <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story. When I was, I don't know, when we were, I don't know, 13, maybe, 12, 13, I was at I was at a, a friend a, mute, a friend of ours, and I'm we're playing backyard baseball. Throws a ball instead of turning my back to the pitch, <laughs> I turned forward. Hit me right there. Hit me right there. So maybe that's what he did. Yeah, maybe. I, maybe that's what he. I mean, I've been. Hit that's with, the only thing that makes sense. Hit with a lacrosse ball in the nuts. Yeah, it's oh man. Hey, they can they can take a beating, but <laughs> you, you don't you don't want to mess around with it too much. You don't want to rupture one. No, you don't want to rupture one. So uh, um, that's our health tip for you for, for the for the day is uh, don't rupture your testicles. But uh, some of the other numbers here, uh, you know, MLB e, M, uh, AL East winner Yankees are minus a weird number two eighty six. Where they come <laughs> up with that? Um, but I mean, you no, it actually went down to minus eight hundred. Oh, that was the opening odds. Okay, so minus eight hundred now. Um, so yeah, I mean, some of these, there's not too much value. Uh, Houston at minus two fifty. That actually went up. Uh, minus two fifty now. Um, I mean, only... Oakland might be a value just because somehow Oakland every year just finds pitchers that are eighteen game yeah. winners. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I think the only. There's only two divisions that have plus odds for everybody, and that's the uh, M- that's the NL East and the NL Central, where everybody has plus uh, the best the best odds in the NL Central are St. Louis at plus two ten, and the Cubs are right behind the NL Central. I mean, who knows what's going to happen here? The only certainty, I guess, is Pittsburgh is not going to win the division because they're <laughs> plus six thousand. 
but well, since he's a lot better, the Reds are made some moves this offseason. Yeah, you know, we mentioned Trevor Bauer earlier. He's he's Cincinnati pitcher now. He's a good pitcher. Uh, they actually, I think they traded for him last year. Uh, and then the NL East, you have Atlanta at plus 175, the Mets uh, plus 275, Washington plus 250. So the odds to win right now are, are Atlanta at plus 175. I, I took a – I felt so good. I hate the Nationals. <laughs> I hate the Nationals. But you know why I was okay with them winning the World Series last year? Because I hate Bryce Harper more. <laughs> so it was just- and as soon as he leaves, they win the World Series. And he goes to Philly, who so who was probably I think they were the favorite last year. After picking him up, he's so overrated. He's oh, one of those so players that's so just bad. It's so bad. His name means more than his actual bat. It's so bad. And you know, as we get close to the season, I want to like I said, we're going to do a deep dive into this, and uh, you know, take a look at the numbers more in depth. But there was there was a period of time where he was mentioned <laughs> with Mike Trout, and it's like they're not even close <laughs> to the same player. They're not even close. Mike Trout, what did he hit last year? I think he hit he hit forty five home runs in like a hundred and thirty games. Like he was hurt for he had forty five home runs. He had forty five home runs and four hundred seventy at bats. <laughs> a normal season, you're getting six hundred at bats if you're an everyday player. He was hitting a home run every ten at bats. Are you kidding me? Uh, he did hit 291. He hit a little bit more power, but lower average, but still. But that's the new way they want you to play baseball. Yeah. It's all about launch angle and all or nothing, basically. I know when we were taught as kids, it was always swing down on the ball, and now they actually want you to have an uppercut swing. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember I played baseball one year. <laughs> you know, they I couldn't hit for anything. <laughs> I struck out my first 16 at-bats in Little League Baseball. I'll never forget it. That's was, pretty impressive. <laughs> I, I know. I was uh, 10 years old. This was almost 20, this was 20 years ago. And I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> I remember every strikeout I had for the first four games. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they taught you to swing down on the ball. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't hit it. No matter what. I could have sw- <laughs> swung anyway. I could have gone up there with one of those, like, those wiffle ball bats you use at the beach that is like the, the barrel of the bats, like three feet wide. I still wouldn't hit the ball. Baseball is an interesting game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to we're gonna dive into this a little bit more, uh, kind of give you our takes, kind of what we did for, uh, for football and for hockey, which we do have to revisit that. To check on our our takes, uh, mine aren't good. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I did look at I did look at them today, and I had a I had a couple that you know I had the St. Louis Blues. They're tied for first right now, which I think were a pretty pretty big underdog as far as winning their their division. But the Capitals are in first, which I think everyone was on, but me. Yeah, would you have uh, the Devils? The Devil. Did you have the Devils? <laughs> I picked the homer pick, and uh, <laughs> they just traded away their captain yesterday, and yeah, one of their top scores. Yeah, that's that's rough. But yeah, we're gonna revisit that, kind of give you an update on that, uh, and we and we kind of talked about it. I mean, basketball. Basketball's basketball's basketball. I mean, and there's gonna be like three or four teams that make it that are under 500 in the East. <laughs> There always is. There, I mean, I think the Nets are under five hundred, and they're like the Magic and the right seed, They're yeah. under five hundred. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you always have that, but uh, but at the beginning of the season, you're looking at you basically know who's going to be there at the end. In the East, let's be honest, it's Milwaukee, Boston. Although Toronto's been a bit of a surprise. Toronto, yeah, I, I, I agree. Toronto's been uh, a pleasant surprise. 
Uh, but Philly can't get out of their own way. Philly, they drive me nuts. <laughs> Honestly, the whole Embiid thing, I mean, people are talking about Simmons versus Embiid. Who would you want long-term? First of all, it's the NBA. You can have 17 superstars on one team, so why not have them both? But apparently there's an issue with, with having these two guys play at the same time. I don't know what it is. It's because... Simmons can't shoot, and Embiid likes to take threes as a seven foot two center. Yeah, so, so <laughs> it just clogs up the lane. Know, uh, yeah, I don't know if you have an opinion on this. Are you going with the big man, or are you going with the the guy of the facilitator? No, you have to go. In my opinion, you would go with Simmons because Embiid's always hurt, he is and hurt. there seems to be a lot of issues with uh, and people questioning Embiid's work ethic. I think ben, I think Ben Simmons is the kind of guy you want to keep around. He just seems like that. The problem is you can't have a point guard slash shooting guard that can't shoot threes. In today's point NBA. guard slash shooting guard <laughs> slash power forward slash whatever you want him to be pretty much because he's that kind of athlete. But yeah. yeah. You, you can't have someone who can't shoot threes anymore. Yeah. So that's... I think that's a big reason why the ratings are down too is... Well, you see, every time I turn on a game, it's oh, yeah. we're shooting a three. Yeah, it's all it's boomer bust, honestly, and it's it it is tough to watch because you know I, I don't watch too many NBA games, but I'll go on NBA.com and I'll look at the stats and I'll see a team that like two for eighteen from three. I'm like, why do you mm-hmm. keep shooting threes? Then why not try something else? The shots are not falling. Try going inside. Like I, because the analytical people said threes just, are more valuable. Just launch them. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many you miss. And it is, I, I understand, you know, obviously with Golden State, that's what they do. That, But they had Durant, <laughs> Curry, Clay Thompson, who... Even Draymond Green. And I hate, oh my God, his, his shot is so ugly to me. Like, you want to talk about ugly shots? Lonzo Ball has an ugly shot. Draymond Green has an ugly shot. Like, it looks bad. <laughs> But that's what people have gotten used to. And now that Golden State has disbanded, Durant's hurt, Klay Thompson's out, Steph Curry's out, you know, who, who, mm-hmm. you don't have that sexy team that you know, hey, they're going to go to the finals this year and they're going to do it by shooting the three. You know, you have teams like Houston, James Harden, you know, pass up like top. the winning layup. Yeah. Did you see that? I did. I, I, well, I'm not surprised. I, I think I did see that. In the All-Star game, he passed up. Oh. It was a weird rule, but it was like yeah. to 157 or something. Yeah, it was like first first team to 157 or something like that. And they were at 156, and he passes up like the game-winning layup to chuck it to someone to shoot a corner three. I guess you could chalk that up to not you know, not remembering the rules, because that's a new rule. I saw yeah. that, and I'm like, why? what is that? I think it was just trying to make it interesting because let's be honest, it's an all-star game and yeah, they don't really care either way. So I like that the NBA is innovating with that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I did. I did hear a, a suggestion to get because the dunk contest is kind of like well, that was where, a big scandal for the NBA. Well, it, but was it really a scandal? Because I don't really give a shit. I mean, I I wish Aaron Gordon won. No, I, well, fan, no, I did. But, I did see that he should have won, but. Who, who ended up winning? Derrick Jones Jr., okay. who was a Heats player, and then Dwayne Wade was the one who screwed up the... They were supposed to tie to go into a third dunk off, but Dwayne Wait. Wade played with him last year. Dwayne Wade was a... Judge. Well, that's not yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but yeah, I mean, that's, see, that's the thing. Like, now you talk about getting betting, legalizing all this stuff, and then you have stuff like that. People, well, yeah, like, people were pissed because there was a lot of money bet on it. Yeah, so that's, that's, 
that's subjugated. That's what you're. That's what you're dealing with now, and that's that's kind of the drawback from it. Is how much of this is legitimate? You know, like obviously, you know, you want to you want to believe that everything's legitimate, and but there are things that happen that make you question. You know, there are things that happen that make you question, and I did hear a suggestion about. You know the dunk contest, just get getting rid of it because it's kind of like everything's you know, a fifty now. And let's every, be yeah, and everything's the same. You jump over, you jump over a person, you jump over two things, and you dunk it, and it's all the same stuff. Uh, somebody suggested getting rid of it and and just playing horse, <laughs> like, just having a horse game because that's like you get the trick shots, you get the dunks, you get all that, and it's like all right, that might be a little bit more interesting. I would, I might watch that. I didn't watch any of the All Star Game festivities this weekend. I didn't no, watch, I didn't watch a thing, <laughs> and I think I watched I watched maybe two minutes of the All Star Game. I, I caught the highlights of the All Star Game. I just saw the big thing that stuck with me was the James Harden. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't see the ending, but I mean, but the, but that's the thing. Like I brought up the Rockets. You have James Harden, who he could shoot from anywhere on the court. Then you have Russell Westbrook, who can't shoot a three for like, oh his God. life, it's, and he's pulling up for. They leave him open. He shoots. The, he, you know, I don't know what he's shooting from three. It's got to be like thirty percent. Yeah, I think and it's they, like twenty-seven or something. Just, and they just leave him open, and he continues <laughs> to do it. And it's like he's one of the best players at getting to the rim. And finishing at the rim, and he's settling for threes. That's the problem I have with basketball. Is just the game doesn't really make sense to me anymore because you have all these guys that just want to shoot threes, and nobody wants to take contact, go to the rim. It's just it is kind of tough to watch sometimes because uh, you know I'm not a, I never played basketball growing up, but I understand a little bit of the game. Our buddy he. You know, we've been trying to get him on. He's got a, he's, he's got a pretty good Tobias Harris story. Tobias Harris grew up on Long Island here, and uh, you know, I talked to him, and he's a big man. Like he's he's uh, he's like old school basketball, and I'm like, why do these guys? You have a three on one fast break, and one person's running to the corner three, and you just and <laughs> you, you know you have you have you, you run your lanes like you said. You have one guy going to the corner. You try to get the defender to choose. It's like why not just take it to the basket and take the two points? Get the easy two instead of. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very frustrating and. You know, like I said, I'm not a big basketball guy, but I think they announced that uh, the Rockets GM Maury uh, cost them like hundreds of yeah. millions of dollars. I think it was 350 million dollars. Yeah, with their partnership <laughs> with China. So that's <laughs> imagine one tweet costing you 350 oh, million dollars. I would imagine that Adam Silver is not. That's that like that's worse than the uh, Elon Musk smoking a blunt with Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> what but, happened after that? The stock like oh, plummeted, <laughs> but then it bounced right back the next day. Oh sure, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I did. I actually did. I saw that today because I think that just came out. Today. Yeah, they they tried to sneak it in in the old star. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they uh, in the broadcast or no, uh, like uh, I guess it gives like a state of the union kind of. Oh really? Okay. But yeah, I mean, the NBA doesn't really start until. The playoffs because, you know, you kind of start seeing a lot of rest soon. You see rest. I mean, you know, if you had to go out on a limb, you'd probably say Milwaukee's. You know, Milwaukee was a favorite last year, and they lost to uh, who they lose to the Raptors. Yes. So, I mean, I guess you never know, but you know who those top teams are going to be. You know, the Lakers are going to be there. The Clippers. 
uh, you know, those are the teams that you think about. So until the playoffs start, that's when you kind of need to really start paying attention. For my, my and honestly, even the first round, you don't need to pay attention to one eight. One eight's a wasted no, series. Two sevens a wasted series. I don't. I, I don't remember the last time. I think there was one upset a couple years ago where the Pelicans upset somebody. Oh, the seed uh, or something. The Trailblazers. Yeah, it was something like. But that. Anthony Davis went nutty. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, that's why you know who's going to be at the top and who's going to be there at the end because there are you know what twenty or tw- twenty to twenty five like super superstar players and they're all split up among. Like six teams, <laughs> like that's like that's it. Every everyone tries to form their own three team. Yeah, just yeah, just it seems to be three is like the max you can get on a team, basically with max you contracts. You get three on one team, and then everybody else basically like <laughs> minimum paupers. You know, you bring in guys <laughs> off the street, or uh, you know. Well, the stupidest thing I this is what I hate. The trade deadline's over with now, and the NBA, but now they're, it's the, uh, they call it the buyout season. So you can just buy out. Teams can buy out. Players. Yeah. Like so Tristan Thompson, yeah. who's a decent player. Yeah. Wants to get bought out. So his agent will go to the GM of the Cavs and say, oh, buy him out. It, yeah. it doesn't benefit the Cavs at all. It saves them a little money, but nothing crazy. And then he can go to yeah he can go to the Lakers for, for like or whoever contract yeah, yeah the veteran yeah. minimums yeah it's, there's some there's some shady stuff that happens uh, this whole super team thing is pretty much I think it's getting to the point where the players and the agents have too much power because then next time if the Cavs don't release Tristan Thompson that agent. There's only like two or three big super agents yeah. in the NBA. They won't send their guy to have a meeting with the Cavs. Yeah, I mean basketball is the only sport that it's clutch has this and issue. Yeah, has this issue. They have this issue of it's clutch and CAA. Those are the two big agencies. Yeah, and you know they just have this issue of the the superstars run the league, and you know you look at other you go, other leagues. Obviously, basketball you have twelve or thirteen guys. On, a, on an active roster on any given night. Major League Baseball, you have 25. Football, you have 50. You can't do this stuff in the other sports. You can't take what the NBA does and say, all right, we're going to do it here and give all of our money to a select amount of people. Number one, the, NBA, the Major League Baseball doesn't have a salary cap. So you can get, you know, depending on who you are, you can get whoever you want. I mean, the, the Angels are paying Mike Trout how much money? They have, uh, like a 10-year, 10, 10 40, they're paying $43 million a year. Like, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. But then you look at uh, the NBA, and I mean, it's the same type of money. The superstars are getting paid, you know, well, I think mid to upper 30s a season. Yeah, there are going to be some issues in the NBA in the next coming years, the next CBA, because you got people like, I think Russell Westbrook makes like $39 million. That's insane. And, he's, and Chris Paul is going to make like 43 in like two years. Yeah. And he's going to be like 41. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, so, it's so crazy, the amount of money that gets thrown out. And the NBA is, allowed, is able to do it because of the number of people that they have on a roster. So, you know, you look at the Major League Baseball, their sal- you know, salary, cup and every, the salary cap in every sport goes up every year. Football, it's at like... Well, maybe not in the NBA this year if they're, they said that Maury costs them $350 million. Yeah, the owners might be like, hey, you know, we lost out on a bunch of money. We're not giving out, you know, handouts or whatever. But, 
I mean, for football, what is it like 120 million or something? It's no, it's right? up to like 190 now. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. it goes up like 10 to 12 million every year. Yeah, it's, in it's the crazy. NFL. But but again, I mean, you have 53 guys mm-hmm. on a roster. You're talking about, you know, that 10 million goes pretty quick. Cause and then know. let's be honest with a lot of the salary caps in the NFL. The NFL doesn't have guaranteed contracts, so guess what? Yeah. You can always find a way to cut someone to save some money. Yeah. Only the big guys pretty much get guaranteed money. And if they give out guaranteed money to anybody else, it's not going to be that much. So if you cut them, you know, <laughs> you're not losing money. You're probably saving more a lot of the time. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of our – I don't think we meant to get into that no. <laughs> that discussion here, but, you know, that's just where it carried us. Uh, the – uh, the NBA is going to be talked about more, you know, by us. When it gets closer to the playoffs, we'll handle that. Uh, but obviously, like we said, we got baseball coming up, spring training. Once people, you know, we get we get a better idea of who's uh, who's going to be ready for the start of the season. I know as a Mets fan, I, you know, I'm always prepared for for the worst uh, injury wise. So. Once we get an idea, I do agree with you, though. The, the 86 and a half just seems kind of high. I think they won 87 games last year, 85. 86. Games. They won last year. So they won 86 games. And that, that was a weird season, though. They started off hot, then they sucked in the middle, and then they just came on strong at the end and made a push. Yeah, they made a late push, and I think they covered in the last... The last in yeah. extra innings, yeah. So hey, you never know what's going to happen in baseball if people stay healthy, but we'll touch on all that uh, You know, maybe in the next week or two. Uh, XFL obviously, you know, is in full swing right now. Before we know it, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be playoffs. And they did set it up where their their season ends before and they're allowed draft, right? No, it ends after the draft. But I think it ends May April twenty. Okay, it's, it ends three days after the draft. Yeah, I think. Sunday, April twenty sixth is the championship. Uh, so, and they're allowed to sign contracts with the NFL. There's no restrictions on that. That's, I think that's a smart thing to do. I feel like, I, I mean, is it though? You don't want to lose these guys. If, you know, if if uh, you know Cardell Jones continues to play well, maybe he gets a backup job in the NFL. But, but then, you, but lose- then you, you can point to the fact, look, we got yeah. this guy to the NFL, yeah. so that could bring more talent or... You get guys that... Maybe get, you know, like the one guy we talked about with the... Who Kenny, actually still had eligibility. Kenny like Robinson, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the safety. Yeah, I think you I think you hit it on the head a few weeks ago when you said that. Like, you're gonna, you might see this stuff sooner rather than later. Where guys, you know, in college that, hey, maybe they have some issues where they you know they get in trouble they get kicked mm-hmm. off the team like what happened with Ken in uh you know that that individual's case and then they use this as a as a tryout and then they, maybe they get they get selected and then you can say that as as uh, the XFL you can say hey these guys came here and now they're getting picked up by NFL teams if so we're clearly an important league yeah and I did see that Antonio Brown said he's ruling out the XFL. Oh, so my dreams have been squashed. <laughs> you, know, you, you called that. You called that months ago. Like when, I, when all this craziness started happening with him, you were like, "Hey, he's going to the XFL." I thought I thought I could have hit that one, but with him, you never know. Uh, maybe tomorrow he says something else. Well, now he's on his apology tour because yeah, he's definitely going to need some money. He's got to get a job. He's got to get a job. Yeah, and the whole the lawsuit, like, he's got to... He's got a lot of lawsuits. <laughs> he's got to get money to pay for those lawyers, even though he has plenty. 
But uh, so that's what we have coming up. Uh, next week we're going to do another XFL recap, maybe get into the uh, Major League Baseball a little bit more, go over our hockey, uh, you know, give a little update on our hockey picks before the season started, our hockey futures. That was one we had Trent on for, and he gave us our picks. Yeah, and Eric. Uh, yeah, we have our buddy Eric, whose birthday is today. Uh, it is his birthday today. He's the one that we celebrated on Saturday. So, uh, but yeah, we will go over all that kind of, you know, see who's who had the better handle. I hope it's not me because that it's wouldn't be definitely good. not me. I that wouldn't be good that. because if it's me, then you know, mm-hmm. Trent obviously is very fluent in uh, in hockey, and Eric, you know, he's he's a hockey guy through and through. So I hope for their <laughs> sake that I'm not uh, ahead of them. But at the same time, I'm, I'm a competitive guy, so I'll take it. But uh, we'll get into all that uh, next week. Uh, a lot to talk about. Obviously, that you know, our shows have been based on on the NFL, but you know that's not that's not going on right now. So we, you know, we're spreading out a little bit, covering some more topics. Uh, if you want to, we're gonna have uh, we got to talk about the combine too. They always put out odds on the combine for uh, you know fastest forty. Okay. Yeah, we gotta. When's the combine? Is it? It's coming up soon. I think it's the twenty seventh weekend of February. Okay, so about a week and a half from now. Yeah, not this weekend coming up, but next weekend. So we'll. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to go through all this. Uh, kind of do a little. Maybe we'll do a little mock draft. Mm-hmm. A little mock draft. Uh, and make sure to check out. Make sure to check out the articles on the link because we're going to have some stuff coming out uh, mock draft wise where, you know, a few of the contributors are getting together and, and we're each putting together our mock draft. So make sure to check that out. Uh, you know, and like I said, if you have anything you want us to talk about, let us know on Twitter and we'll touch on it at Square the Sharp. Check us out on iTunes and Podbean at, uh, you know, search for Squaring Up the Sharp and uh, everything can be found on there. Yeah, you can always email us at. Uh Square, squaring up the sharp at gmail.com. Yep. So, you know, anything social media wise, let us know and uh, we'll make sure to, to touch on touch on all that stuff. So that's our show for you today. Uh, we'll see you next week with some XFL action and uh, so, and like we said, some MLB and, and some NHL. So we'll touch on, we're going to, from here on out, we're going to touch on everything pretty much. Uh, so make sure to let us know what you want to hear and, and we'll get to it. But uh, we'll see you next week and Here's the squaring up the sharp.